Morgan Freeman says he does not support defunding the police. California will require an understanding of the critical race theory in order to graduate. The mainstream media is covering up the dropping cases of COVID in Florida, and an Australian police officer quits while doing an interview claiming that other police officers in her area do not support the COVID mandates. We're getting into all this and more in just one second. If you can, please drop a video like, subscribe to the notifications on new videos every single day. This show is completely funded and supported by you guys. So if you become a Patreon member, YouTube channel member, or a Facebook supporter, it'd be greatly appreciated. The show is completely funded and supported by you guys. And also you can listen to the show, the Joey Saladino Show, and all the podcast apps. Now let's get right into this. I'm at the least bit for defunding the police. Uh, police work is, uh, aside from all the negativity around it, it is very necessary for us to have them. And uh, most of them are guys that are doing, uh, doing their job. They're going about their day-to-day jobs. With that, there was some policemen who would never even pull their guns, except, you know, on a range. So that sort of thing. Um, I don't know. Mm. So that's Morgan Freeman saying that he does not support defunding the police. Morgan Freeman says he does not support defunding the police. During an interview, actor Morgan Freeman said he does not support the movement across the country to defund the police. Now, this was done from 50 Black Enterprise. I don't know what the heck that is. Morgan Freeman was interviewed by Black Enterprise Selena Hill and said, I'm not the best. Uh, I'm not the least bit for defunding the police. Police work is aside from all the negativity around it. It's just very necessary for us to have them. And most of them are guys that are just doing their job they're going about their day-to-day jobs uh there are some police who never pulled out their guns except in a rage and that sort of thing i don't know uh the new movie the killing of kenneth chamberlain involves an elderly black veteran who is killed by the police um freeman co-star says the man uh plays the man that is shot by the police says um well i agree with morgan i'm certainly not in favor of defunding police it's just pretty funny how uh, they're they're going off? I mean, this is this is a good thing. They're going off promoting a movie that involves an elderly black veteran that's killed by the police, and then they're out there saying, "Well, we don't support defunding the police." This seems like the type of movie that they're probably made for the Black Lives Matter audience. I don't know too much about this movie. Was was the black veteran going crazy in the movie, and he had to be put down, and then this happened, that happened, but it was justified. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the angle of the movie. Um, but I'm, I'm hoping it goes more of an actual realistic angle, not the fairy tale land. Everything is, you know, racist angle that the, the left and the mainstream media tend to go and tend to think is reality. Um, but let, let's continue reading this article. The RNC tweeted out, Democrats like to claim they don't support defund the police. Here's a seven minutes of them saying defund the police. So we've been talking about defunding the police. Uh, there's some issues that we ask police to do, like mental health. Issues. We don't got to watch all seven minutes of that. He knew that celebrities in Hollywood are treated like are treated little differently by law enforcement than people who are just in ordinary walks of life. I would like for that to stop. I would like for us to all be treated equally. Back in June, Freeman said, it's time we are equipping police officers with training and ensuring law enforcement uh, is not defined only as a gun and a stick policing should be about the phrase to serve found the most law enforcement uh, on most law enforcement vehicles i mean this is good stuff to hear this is good stuff to see it's good to see some people in the media especially in in hollywood and especially when they're i guess you know considered black leaders uh coming out with these doses of reality 
And hopefully, some of these Black Lives Matter people that are watching would be like, oh, let me look more into that. Oh, wow, look, he's actually right. We kind of do need him. We just need, you know, make sure, um, you know, we can't, we can't defund them all. Maybe they'll actually, hopefully, they'll look into the actual particulars of, of situations and realize, oh, wow, I uh, can't believe I supported that guy. He was a criminal, and it's good that he got shot. You know, it, it was completely warranted. California will require an understanding of the critical race theory to graduate. So that's right. California has become the first state that will require ethnic studies as a requirement for high school graduation. The new curriculum comes in effect 2029 to 2023, uh, 2030 school year. Might seem like a ways away, but let's be real. We're not going to see any Republican governor come in and say no to that. So that's, that's, that's going... At, at, I'll bet my life on it. That's going to probably go into effect. Uh, California Governor Newsom signed uh, a critical race theory bill requiring CRT to be taught in school in California schools two years after saying the ethnic studies curriculum would never see the light of day. Newsom made it a high school graduation requirement. Now, I want to be really quick. This is this is technically not a critical race theory bill, and I guess the fact checkers will probably fact check and say, Oh, you know, oh, there's no nothing in here. This is not a critical race theory bill. It's gotta be. It's about ethnic studies. It's nothing to do with critical race theory. I'm gonna go and prove that wrong right now based on the words in this uh, thing that's gonna happen. So let's see. The LA Times reported that after more than five years of intense scrutiny and effort, California on Friday became the first state to make the ethnic studies a requirement class for high school graduation to help students understand the past and present struggles and contributions of black, Asian, Latino, Native, Indigenous Americans, and other groups. They have also expressed racism and marginality uh, in America. Uh, my personal opinion is maybe we just teach them regular history and, you know, I mean, every single race that's ever come to this country has faced some form of struggle and scrutiny based on you know Italians, Irishmen, Scottish. I mean, everybody that's come here has faced some type of scrutiny and racism. Like there's a reason why there's like a Chinatown and Little Italy in New York City. There's a reason for that type of stuff. According to the Times, critical race theory is <clears throat> rarely mentioned in the teaching guide. However, under Chapter Three. Instructional guidance for K-12 education, it states critical race theory and intersectionality, which are key uh, theoretical frameworks and whatever that can be used in ethnic studies research and instructions. Under Chapter 6, approved courses outlines of the teaching guide state students will be in, introduced to the concept critical race theory as they highlighted and discussed the Morris reading in small groups. Uh, fast forward, why a movie of Carthys and Progressive Forkit. The chapter goes on to explain, one of the main focuses of the ethnic studies is translating historical lessons and critical race theory into direct action for social justice. In this section, I will address the instructional methods used to develop the content, knowledge, and skills necessary for student empowerment and social action. Listen, I'm going to continue reading more in a second. But if you are a parent in California or plan to start a family in California or live in California in general, I think it is, if you have a family already, I think it is your moral obligation, your responsibility to do all that you can to leave that state. That's my personal opinion. Um, and I think 
if you're planning on starting a family in California, I think you're just wildly, incredibly irresponsible for doing such. Now, I do know not everyone has the luxury to be able to move and, and leave their area. So I can understand if people have to stay there for whatever reason. But if there's ever a time to ever move in American history, I would say now is the time. There's more job openings than anywhere else. Everybody's just everybody's leaving. Everybody's going somewhere else. These new red states or even these swing states where people are going, they're starting to build a lot more as these, uh, as the, uh, I'm sorry, red states and swing states as the blue states are crumbling. Go to where there's opportunity. I hate to break it to you. Some of you might have to leave your family plots, just like your ancestors left their family plots on the other side of the pond in order to come here to give future generations a better life. Now it's our turn. Now it's your turn to make that same exact journey. Not even as bad. Pretty way more simple and still have easy access to your homeland. To just go somewhere else for a better life for your immediate family and for your future generations of your family. It's time that self-sacrifice of making a trip and a journey, which now it's incredibly easy comparatively, um, to go full circle. Let's continue reading. You know, and normally I'll say fight for your home, but you know, whatever. California's a sinking ship. New York's a sinking ship. There's no hope. Swing states, I have hope for. Red states are, are solid. I think they're going to get more red. But if you're in a deep blue state in a deep blue city, I hate to break it to you. You're fighting a fight you're never going to win, and you can quote me on that and take it to the bank. Okay? Pick and choose your battles, and you can win the war. Okay? Can't just go in, guns a-blazing, and you're just going to get nuked. Figuratively speaking. Um, someone tweeted out, what BS California needs new leadership, breaking the legislation, just pass AB, okay, whatever. Upon reading the guide, it will become abundantly obvious that critical race theory plays an integral role in the new curriculum. Critical race theory originally started as a course taught to graduate students seeking an educational, okay, whatever. Okay, so the media is ignoring Florida's massive drop in COVID cases. So let's go over. It looks like, uh... Florida peaked on August 16 with 56,000 new cases of a $30,000 30,000 case average. Right now as of the last day of reporting, new cases are 3,000 with a 7-day average of 3.4,000. Now, just a month or two ago, even just a month ago, the mainstream media has been going absolutely crazy. Death Santis, death Santis, this, that. Hospitals are overrun. It's a hellhole. Everyone's going to die from COVID, this, that, and the other thing. Considering that Florida has a relatively old population, considering that people are going there on vacations, considering that it's like the, it's the, pretty much the number one destination for people who want to live maskless and without a vaccine, considering all those factors, just everybody just not wanting to do anything related to COVID and just party and just be, you know, enjoy the glories of freedom. Even after all of that, new cases is still at 3,000. Um... I'm just going to look up real quick the California COVID cases. The California COVID cases, new cases, is uh, 1.2 with a seven-day average of 6,000. Um, so it looks like their seven-day average is actually higher, um, but their daily is lower, so it might take some time to catch up. But also, it does seem like Florida's numbers are completely plummeting. So let's read this. Cases in Florida are down 88%. 
in the past uh, one, one and a half months with no new statewide policy, no mask mandates or vaccine passport. In fact, they are now tied for the 48th in the country in current case rate. I'm sure any day now the media will be crediting DeSantis for bringing the curve down. Now, I'm going to go through some mainstream media articles, the newest ones that came out in relation to Florida and COVID, because we can't find any articles uh, from the mainstream media in reference to the COVID cases actually declining. We can only go back a few weeks to a month and only find the ones of, you know, it's hell on earth. This one is, I think, a day or two old. It says, our model predicted Florida's COVID crisis, and it shows why prevention requires a total overall package, including vaccination, but not just vaccination. Uh, what is that? Not just vaccination, including vac. Okay. Uh, published three hours ago, actually. This past month, Florida's hit record highs in COVID-19 numbers. Published like and updated three hours ago. That doesn't make any... <laughs> Are they still living in the past or something? As recently reported, the Tampa Bay Times, the death rate in Florida over the past six months is by far the highest among the six largest states. And looking across the, uh, the course of the pandemic, okay, whatever. These recent high case numbers, I mean, they're, they're literally hitting low numbers now, were predicted in advance by our group here in the Florida University based on mathematical models. Yeah, we all know how those models worked real well last time, you know. <laughs> remember, remember the models they would always cite? Yeah, they, they were all bullshit. <laughs> but yeah, let's, let's keep... Oh, look, they're even predicting the downfall of cases. The, the, the sharp downfall. It's almost like if people just get sick real quick, they'll just be herd immune even quicker. It's almost like almost like that's a thing. Hmm. It's almost like I, I, something I talked about a year and a half ago. Uh, the recent high case numbers were predicted in advance. By, it, it almost seems like Florida is kind of entering herd immunity from this new strain of this new variant of COVID. And if I had to guess, and I'm no scientist, I'm no, no epidemiologist, but I don't think it takes a brain scientist to uh, understand uh, known data and logic and reason and, and equate them to what's actually going on in the world. But I, I'm no scientist, so don't take my word for it. But it's almost like what I feel like is since it's been exposed, the truth is, is out there, that being naturally immune is better than the vaccine. And it's almost like people in Florida, where these places where there's no mask mandates, no vaccine mandates, you know, where, where there's freedom, might be better off rolling forward in the future. As California is going to be on their 15th booster shot one day, uh, Florida will just be no booster shots. And what we'll probably see is less of an effect of new variants and new strains of this thing. I'm just going to go and guess. Don't take this as fact. I'm no scientist. But if I was a scientist, I would probably be proving that having a herd immunity would probably most likely be better for you than getting the vaccine when it comes to future variants and when it comes to actually destroying the virus as a whole. But I'm no scientist. That's not a fact. That's just a hypothesis. But we'll see what happens because almost every single thing that I've been saying about COVID has been completely correct. Um, only thing we, you can't account for is the left's reaction to it in the inflated numbers. Um, but let's continue reading. Uh, we know that mask mandates reduce the risk of infe infections based on solid uh, data from, okay, however, masks are only one part of the overall prevention package. Okay, yada, yada, yada. It's just a bunch of BS saying that they knew those cases were going to go up while you know, they knew the cases were going to go up during a time when the cases are expected to go up due to um, seasonal conditions. Wow. Very, very smart, genius people. These people really know what they're talking about. Now they're predicting 
all-time lows as well. So <laughs> model reported cases, quite literally all-time lows since the pandemic began. So um, not so bad, maybe. Then they're also running this article. Florida mother says hospitals need help after husband dies from COVID-19. Well, at least Florida isn't firing people for being unvaccinated because God forbid you get COVID in New York City or California now. Where they're fi- I don't think California is doing it yet, but at least in New York City where they're firing people for not having the vaccine, they're firing staff. So God, thank God this is not a New York situation. So let's see. This is a hotspot here in Orlando. The hospital has 1,700 beds and only 20 ECMO machines. Like, that doesn't make sense, Gomez says. I don't know if that's normal or not. What's an ECMO machine? Is it, is it normal for it to be that amount? A respirator machine. So remember when they were just pumping out respirator machines when they didn't need them? Remember there was a respirator shortage that never happened and was completely useless? Apparently, I think that is normal based on my knowledge from the past and to have that many. Uh, maybe they should stock up on more at a time like this. But let's continue reading. It says her whole family caught COVID-19 at the beginning of September. But while she and her kids quickly recovered, her husband, Justin, did not. He ended up getting put on a ventilator. Um, he, I don't know if he's overweight or not. I wonder if he had any pre-existing conditions. They don't really show much photos of him. I mean, he doesn't look too too overweight. Um, let's see. I contacted multiple news stations, multiple hospitals, trying to find an EM, ACMO machine for him, and it was too late. He ended up passing away on the 29th. I know a lot of people are going to be curious. Was your husband vaccinated? Not at that time, she added. Gomez said the family had decided to wait to get the vaccine until Justin was scheduled to finish a job that month. I have to live with that for the rest of my life. I mean, acting like the vaccine would have saved his life. I mean, come on, let's be real here. There's no proof of that. You don't have a control case study on this. Even with that burden, she said that she still believes if her husband had all that equipment he needed at the hospital, the outcome may have been different. This isn't fair, and we need to figure out how to make it better, whether better hiring, more staff, funding, uh, raising awareness, whatever it may be, we have to do something. I mean, uh, the, let's be real with you here. That's, um, believe it or not, that's a, there's a capitalist solution to that, supply and demand, simple as that. Uh, let's continue reading this. Uh, this one's actually, I think, a positive article. Florida's COVID positivity rate below 5% for the first time in three months. For months, Florida has led the U.S. in reported COVID and death in recent weeks. The Delta surge has died down in the southeast, leaving over 18,000 dead. You gotta love. I guess why I hate reading. Um, I guess this is not even a Yahoo article. They're just like servicing it. Someone else's article, I think. Orlando Sentinel. I just love how they, they let this this COVID surge left eighteen thousand dead. Like, just shut the fuck up about that shit already. This week, Florida dipped five percent the COVID test positive rate for the first time um, since July. Uh, let me see the. Orange County dipped to 5%. I mean, who cares anymore? Like, why do people still care about this stuff? It's so irrelevant. 
Go back to living your normal lives. These doomers. Just lock yourself in the basement and shut the fuck up and leave us the rest alone. Let us run this country. Let us go back to living normal lives. We don't care anymore. Go to California. Stay there. Lock yourself indoors and have Daddy Newsom come and fucking rub your asshole. Here today um, is that I will be resigning from Victoria Police effective the end of this interview because the consequences of me coming out publicly um, would be dismissal. So I'm choosing to quit and I'm quitting because I can't remedy in my soul anymore the way in which my organisation that I love to work for is being used and the damage that it's causing Um, in the reputation of Victoria Police and the damage that it's causing to the community. My partner and I were out walking um, during our two hours of exercise on the weekend and there were police everywhere. I live in the city. And there was... Before I continue playing this, I just want to say one thing. Me personally, I don't think that she should have quit. And the same thing goes for teachers quitting over the critical race theory, goes to police quitting over, you know, being ordered to do these. I mean, maybe it's a little bit different for police, but from my point of view, would you rather a freedom lover police officer, would you rather a freedom lover teacher that is forced to do X, Y, Z, or would you like to have someone who doesn't support freedom? being the ones forcing you to do X, Y, Z. Now, I get when it comes to like your morality, I don't want to force people to do this. But at least if you're the person in charge, at least if you're the person with the hammer in your hand, you're the one that can say, you know what, like we don't really don't care. You know, we're not going to give you a fine or penalty. Just, you know, do, do whatever. Who gives a damn? That's what you would do when you were in, the, in that position. But the new person coming in to replace you is going to be a loyalist to the throne and will come into that business and just say, well, we're arresting you now. We're going to force you in the back of the van, send you to the concentration camps. Whereas when it's you, hey, I'm just, you know, we don't really care. But just, you know, make sure no one else catches you. That's the difference. Okay, that's why I don't, I don't believe in mass quits and mass resigning for that particular reason uh, when it comes to these types of things. Uh, I hope people agree with me on that one. It seems like it's a little bit more of an in-debt, you know, like, let's continue. Just, there was just police everywhere, um, you know, doing their reassurance patrols, which they're not reassurance patrols. You're not reassuring anybody in the community. You're, you're scaring people in the community that there's that many police out in the city, um, you know, trying to stop mass, ga- mass gatherings or, or what have you. And the police don't want to look you in the eye. You don't want to look the police in the eye. There's this air of uncomfortability about it all. All of my friends that are police officers um, that are working the front line and are suffering every day um, enforcing show directions that the vast majority or certainly a great majority don't believe in. Then don't enforce them. Then get that vast majority and say, hey guys, today we're just not going to enforce this. What are they going to do? Fire us? Well, you're going to be quitting anyway or getting fired anyway. So you might as well go down swinging at the very least. Um, And don't want to enforce. So then uh, let's read this tweet. A senior police officer who quit the force had to say in the great majority of the police don't believe in the state's COVID orders is under investigation by the Victoria Police Professional Standard Command. Bullies after her for speaking out. So, I mean, hey. That's what happens. That's what happens. This is the world we live in. Hopefully this starts some sort some 
form some sort of chain reaction that positively affects Australia and helps this tyranny. That's what I'm hoping for, for the sake of all the Australians out there. Um, let's see how this goes down. Anyway, guys, thank you for watching and listening. If you can, please drop this video a like, subscribe, turn the post notifications on. New videos going daily. If you can listen to the full episode of the show, the Joey Saladino Show and all the podcast apps, um, go there, subscribe. The show is completely funded and supported by you guys. If you're watching on YouTube, go click that Join button right now. Uh, you become a channel member. If you're watching on Facebook, click that Support button right now. You become a supporter. If you're not in all those, any of those areas, go over to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Joey Salads, and you know, become a Patreon member. The show's completely fun and supported by you guys. Peace out.